Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Well, y'all, it's been a rough couple of, well, I guess years, really, but it feels like the hits keep coming. So we wanted to take some time out today to give flowers to those who have made it their livelihood to fight for and protect our rights and are still doing it till this day. So we're going to talk about two amazing activists in what we are now referring to activists and advocates around the world because we want to keep it inclusive obviously. And uh, yeah, we want to talk about two amazing activists who have and are working for reproductive justice around the world, Dr. Grace Codindo and Loretta Ross. Uh, So we're just going to jump right into it. Are you ready, Annie? I am so ready. Let's go. So Dr. Grace Codindo was born in the south of Chad and attended school along with her siblings and soon after graduating received a grant from the Canadian government to study medicine at the Université de Montreal. Thank you, Annie, for the assistance. Uh, She continued in her medical studies, focusing on gynecology while studying in Sudan. Uh, She soon returned back to her country in Chad after receiving another grant from the government of France to work on reducing the infant mortality rate in 1990. And at that time, it was one of the highest in the world, averaging 800 deaths per 100,000 births. And um, not to make it about the U.S., but for those of you living in the United States who may be wondering what the stats are here in the U.S., well, as of 2020, it was 541.9 deaths to 100,000 births. So uh, we're not okay, if you were wondering. No. Mm-mm. 
Condendo continued working with the women and children in Chad even after the end of the grant, and her amazing work caught the attention of other professionals in Europe and in North America. She continued her practices working to fight against female genital mutilation, as well as continuing to work in reproductive health care to combat the high numbers of maternal deaths. Thanks to her hard work and continued dedication to her community, Condendo was able to show a decrease in deaths related to childbirth at one hospital in Chad, the largest maternity hospital, which went from 14% to 2 0.3% in 2008, as well as a decrease in deaths during pregnancy from 23% to 7.3%. Her work continues to be an inspiration and has inspired so many, including through film. In 2005, the BBC documentary Dead Moms Don't Cry, and then uh, the 2009 follow-up documentary entitled Grace Under Fire, all inspired by her. Her work has helped begin or inspire nonprofits such as Hope for Grace Cadindo and Life for African Mothers, or LFAM, which helps fund medical help, uh, volunteers, and health programs. She has been recognized for her courageous works, including the Chad Medal of Honor, the FIGO slash Columbia University Mailman School of Public Health, Distinguished Community Service Award for Emergency Obstetric Care, and the Millennium Development Gold Torch from the Danish government. Right. And I believe uh, she was a professor uh, for Columbia University as well and has been working with them. We don't have much of an update of what she's been up to recently, but obviously her um, impact was huge. And one of the conversations with the LFAM, which was help started by another medical person, a, a NICU nurse, I believe, from the UK who was inspired by Dr. Cadendo's work, started to help with this foundation, helping to make sure they gotten the right pills and such for reproductive uh, care. So it's been amazing um, to see what they've talked about and how they've uh, changed the face of healthcare for so many of those who are pregnant um, in different countries. But moving on, we also wanted to highlight another activist, which many of you probably already know about, have talked about, but again, we think it's important to re-talk about, continue to talk about and shout out what they are doing, Loretta J. Ross. And Ross is a civil and reproductive rights activist from the United States, born in Texas in 1953. Ross has been an activist and advocate throughout her life, and it was in the 70s when she was demonstrating as an undergrad that she she was actually tear gassed, so she knows how this goes. And she has experienced so much throughout her life as an advocate. She became a founder of the National Black United Front, which was, quote, a freedom-fighting organization working for cultural development of African people. And she's been a changemaker for many of these organizations that have often left people of color out, uh, whether it's through the programs or nonprofits, such as programs like through rape crisis centers or domestic violence prevention orgs and other programs. Ross was the first black woman to become director of the oldest rapes crisis center in Washington, D.C., which was the only crisis center at that time, primarily serving black women and other women of color in 1979. And it was around this time that she first organized the National Conference on Third World Women and Violence in D.C. And in 1987, Ross organized the first National Conference on Women of Color and Reproductive Rights. It was also around this time that Ross was appointed Director of Women of Color Programs for the National Organization of Women, and she did that from 1985 to 1989. And she continues to have a long history in her work for reproductive justice. But before we look at her impressive work in that area, let's talk a bit more about her history. Her parents immigrated to the States from Jamaica. Her father was a military officer and later a postal worker. 
and her mother worked in the domestic field as well as owning a music store, but later stopped to stay home with her children. Ross excelled in school and would move up in her academic career. However, at the age of 11, Ross was raped by a stranger, and she was later raped by a distant cousin, which led to her pregnancy, and because abortion wasn't legal or accessible at the time, Ross gave birth to her son at the age of 15. She became pregnant again at the age of 16, but was able to have a safe abortion as it was legal at that time in D.C. And though she was originally awarded a scholarship for Harvard, it was rescinded because she had a child, um, but she was able to go on to attend Howard University in 1970. Ross became active in her advocacy work during her time in college with her interest in Black nationalist politics, civil rights, Black women feminism, and other levels of activism. Right. So in 1976, Ross became one of the first women of color to file a lawsuit and win against the manufacturer of the birth control, the Daikon Shield, which was an IUD acquired by the A.H. Robbins Company in the 1970s that was given to more than 2.8 million women worldwide and caused severe injury and even led to death for many of these people. And, haha, if you want more in-depth and a horrifying look at the history of the Dalcon Shield, you can go listen to the Behind the Bastards episode of Guessed It On, FYI, lots of content warnings in that one because it was traumatic just for me to listen to it and go back on, a lot of conversation about eugenics, ableism, um, oh, you know, racism, all the, all the stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh... Ross, after receiving the Dalcon Shield, Ross was hospitalized due to pelvic inflammatory disease and was sterilized while in a coma without her consent. And it was stated that she was told by the doctor that they assumed that she would be happy to no longer need the usage of birth controls or deal with menstruation. Hmm. Uh, And it was during this time that she became more impassioned on reproductive and racial justice advocacy, linking that that she really believed that it goes hand in hand. I also would agree with that. As in fact, Ross was one of the first to help coin the term reproductive justice uh, with the idea that they would pursue reproductive justice with the framework of social justice ideas and strategies. It was within these ideals that they pushed to look at reproductive justice on an intersectional level. So I just want to put a side note here that this is one of the reasons we think it's so important when we talk about abortion rights and uh, reproductive justice rights that we look at black women because they are the founding beginnings of this conversation. Sure, we had Planned Parenthood and they were doing some things on their own, there's a lot of bleak history behind that as well. There was good, but there was bad. But what we need to talk about is the fact that when we talk about reproductive justice, we're talking about a type of human rights that was and has to be led by women of color because they know what this is. Mm-hmm. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Okay, about Ross's other accomplishments. After the Supreme Court ruling of Webster versus Reproductive Health Services in 1989, she and 15 other Black women published We Remember, African American Women Are for Reproductive Freedom which was a pamphlet that spoke out on the rights for reproductive choices and connected the history of anti-Black racism and misogyny to the rights of autonomy, of self and body, and 250,000 copies were distributed. Uh, She would go on to be director, member of, and even founder for so many more programs, such as National Black Women's Health Project, D.C. Commission on Women, Center for Democratic Renewal, and the National Center of Human Rights Education, and so many more. There's so many more. And so many more. <laughs> in 1997, she, Luz Rodriguez, and 14 others founded Sister Song Women of Color Reproductive Justice Collective, whose goal is, quote, to build an effective network of individuals and organizations to improve institutional policies and systems that impact the reproductive lives of marginalized communities. So that is from their site. And it continues on that they formed because they, quote, recognized that we have the right and responsibility to represent ourselves and our communities and the equally compelling need to advance the perspectives and needs of women of color. Um, and by the way, that organization still exists and are still going strong and are at the front of what is happening today when we're talking about trying to obtain our rights once again. So they are someone that you should be following, you should be donating, and you should be uh, listening to. So, uh, and she has not slowed down at all. Ross acted as national co-director of the March of Four Women's Lives in 2004, uh, founder of the National Center of Human Rights Education here in Atlanta, Georgia, and it still exists. I tried to get a job there. I did not. 
Annie, I did not. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she is a writer, a scholar, a professor within these fields as well. And of course, she's been recognized for amazing works, including recipient of the Community Health Activist Award from the Black Women's Health Imperative, the Oni Award from the International Black Women's Congress, Foundation of Black Women's Wellness Legacy Award, and so much more. Um, and as for her recent thoughts on the sustainability of reproductive rights today, especially when it comes to Black folks, she says in her interview in BlackWomenRadicals.com, quote, Reproductive justice is based upon the global human rights framework. It's actually a portal for bringing human rights to the United States. Globally, people are using the human rights framework. I think that's one of the things that makes reproductive justice so attractive to people transnationally because it resonates with what they're familiar with, which is embedding our demands for bodily autonomy, the right to have children and the right not to have children, and the right to raise our children in safe and healthy environments in the global human rights framework, which has to be respected, protected, and achieve for any of these other things to take place. I'm really energized and excited about the way people use reproductive justice in a very localized context, and they're doing it in a very adaptable way. Um, and I think that's really important. She also has come out and talking about how to call people in. I think she's the one that actually coined that as well, instead of calling people out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to look at that maybe on a further different look. But she has become a pioneer for reproductive justice has become a pioneer when it comes to a civil rights movement, especially at this time and age, with her being able to coin terms like women of color and reproductive justice. There's obviously a lot that she has done and has seen and has laid out foundationally for us to learn. Yes, yes. And as we've been talking about, it's always important to learn this stuff and to do the work and to respect people who have been doing this work um, and everything that they have done. So... In the meantime, as always, listeners, if you have any suggestions for people we should talk about in this segment, please let us know. You can email us at stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. You are super. Thank you Superhero. So <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I never told you is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.